Do you want to be a radical for Jesus? Well, this is Pastor David, host of Restoring Your Voice, and that's what this show is geared toward. Geared toward everyday Christians to equip you for the good works of Jesus and live out your faith radically. And I hope you enjoy this episode of Restoring Restoring Your Voice. Alrighty then, everybody, welcome to this very special episode of Restoring Your Voice with me, your host, Pastor David. That's right, special episode for a number of reasons. Well, obviously, I don't normally do shows at this time of night, but here I am. Unless, why am I doing this? I'm doing this under the unction of the Lord. I'm, I'm, I'm being a prophetic voice in this, and what am I doing? I'm confronting tonight the critics and criticisms of revival in general. And also specifically the uh, Asbury revival that is happening now. I believe now it's been going on for over a week. So that's great. So I will take your input. I will take your questions. All right. Any questions you have about revival in general? Any questions you have about the Asbury revival, which, yes, I have been paying close attention to? Uh, any criticisms of revival? um you may have so you may disagree that's not revival or we don't need revival or this what's this emotionalism go ahead challenge me on it I'm, it's more than welcome okay i'm not here to put you down i'm not here to to, to tell you how smart i am because i'm certainly not that smart believe me um also on the youtube channel there is a link to join the live stream so hey you know you, you may be a critic go well come on and let's go uh stop hiding behind the keyboard and you know get get on the mic all right, by the way, it'll work on your screen. So I know I said I put it on YouTube. This is streaming right now on my website and everything. So I supposedly I should put the link in the rest of the comments. So let me see. Link to join the live stream. Don't be afraid now to do it, okay? And it'll work from your phones, by the way. So I am putting it out there all across social media. So you may disagree or you may have input. I would love your input. What do you see as revival? Maybe, maybe what do you want to see where you're at in, in terms of revival? I would love your input. Let's talk about it. All right. Or at least put it in the comments. Um, either way, you know, critics, skeptics, believers, thoughts. Let's have a conversation. I am opening up the chance for us to have a healthy brotherly and sisterly dialogue about revival. That that's that's uh, but I'm doing this under the unction of the Lord. I mean, I, I really all felt the Lord pressing in on me to, to do this. Um, not for, not next not for any uh, special reason to make me sound great. I'm not that great or, or seem great. I'm not that great. Believe me, I'm like anybody else, but there's been, um, so if you don't know me, just, you may not be paying attention, but Asbury revival has been going on. Like I said, for, I think just over a week now, I, I don't remember the exact timeline, but I'm pretty sure of it. Um, anyway, it's going on right now. Our people's lives are being changed. It started with one person repenting. I did a whole show about this uh, two or three shows ago. I don't remember the exact time frame. So if you want a more in-depth explanation, go go for that. But but there's obviously the critics have come out in force. And boy, have they come out in force. Okay. Um, everything from criticizing the Asbury revival to criticizing revival in, in general. Um, hey Richard, yeah, I'm hey, well, I'm glad you're awake now. Haha. <laughs> uh, so everything like that from general revival to to this, and I'm telling you right now, 
I'm gonna I'm gonna bring up on your bring bring up on the screen right now from my Twitter. So this is my personal Twitter account of stuff I've retweeted out. So hopefully you can see it on the screen. So this person here, this is what this person said. Now mind you, I don't go hunting to to criticize people. I just sometimes scroll through uh, Twitter while I'm while I'm outside or something, um, and I come across things. So I come across this gentleman here. Uh, this is this is what he has to say. I'm going to, and why I'm reading it because this will be uploaded to audio podcast later on right after this. All right. Like I said, don't be afraid to join the live stream. The link is there in the comments section, wherever you're watching from. Okay. And it'll work on your phone, by the way. So, so if you, you don't have to be, you don't have to be on camera. You can just be on mic. Okay. There's a way to turn your camera off. Anyway, this is what this gentleman says. Okay. He says, remember when Justin Peters was uh, right about Kanye and he got mocked and left Twitter. Mark my words, Asbury is the same energy. Okay, well, I'm going to unpack this. He says, if you want revival, read the Bible, pray fervently, serve your local church body, share gospel with all your neighbors, sing, worship with family. Okay, let's unpack this. Okay, okay, was perhaps Justin Peters right in his criticism of Kanye West? Yeah, absolutely. Okay, no doubt about that. Let me, let me just say that. Okay, let, let me also say, though, that is, is any of these five things listed wrong in and of themselves? No, absolutely not. We, we should be reading our Bibles. We should pray and pray fervently, right? We should serve in our local church body some capacity, right? We should be sharing the gospel with, with all people that we know. We should be worshiping as with our families in our homes. Absolutely. Nothing wrong with all any of that. <coughs> Excuse me. But that is not that is not the catalyst for revival. In fact, let me let me just be blunt. And you know, if you listen to me, I'm I'm, I'm bottom line up front guy. I'm blunt. I'm candid. Okay, those five things. There are many. There are plenty of people that are dead spiritually, who do these things all the time, every day, week after week. Okay, there are plenty of people unsaved who read their Bible. Right, Mormons read a Bible. Jehovah Witnesses read a Bible. Roman Catholics read the Bible every day. Right, all these people I just listed. Right. Pray fervently. I'm absolutely sure of it. No doubt in my mind. Okay. Many of them serve in the local church body. Jehovah's Witnesses, Mormons, Roman Catholics, whatever. Okay. N many of them, of course, especially Jehovah's Witnesses, Mormons are willing to share the gospel, quote unquote, right? Not the gospel, but a, a version of it. Right. And many of them sing, sing worship. So they do all of these things, but they're all spiritually dead. They're all cults. All, all three that I listed, Mormons, Jehovah's Witnesses, Roman Catholics, they're all cults. Right. So so to say, well, to do these things is going to is going to um, have revival is, is a blatant false falsity. Falsity. Right. That That's not what revival is. Let me tell you what revival is, is, is lives being changed. People coming to God for the first time or people coming back to God who, who left the faith, who apostatized. Yes, I, I, I yes, the Bible fully supports this apostasy. People, people coming back is all right. He talks about restoring a lost brother. Okay, revival and and, and fire going on. Okay, and what's happening at, at Asbury right now? Okay, is an unscheduled event. They just went for their weekly chapel service. That's all they did. Right now, it's been going on seven days. Nothing, no, <clears throat> nothing planned goes goes on like this that I know ever, that I've ever seen. Okay, no, nothing that I that I've ever seen. Like you may have a planned. Conference, for instance, right? But nobody's there 24-7, right? People go back to their hotel rooms, what have you, right? And, and then they come back and gather together at a specified time, you know, hopefully praise and worship and obviously to hear a, a speaker and, and such. 
so so this is that's a normal schedule event. But but these are young people. This this generation Z that are that are doing this, wanting this, continuing this, hungering after God, and then hungering after more of God, and then more of God, all completely unplanned, going now, like I said, for about a week or just over a week straight. Unplanned. People driving from around the nation to come to here, right? People will fly to conferences, perhaps. A few people here and there might might drive, but driving, say, for instance, Florida, right? You may think, well, Florida, Kentucky, that's not, yeah, yeah, it can be very far. And this is what people are willing to do. For 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 God to hunger after God to seek after God being drink, being drawn uh, to to the fire on the very altar of God burning. This is what is happening. Okay, this is not just going through the motions. Like I said, the five things I, I, I showed to you and listed off. You know, reading the Bible, praying for well, a lot of these these people go motion to motion to motion to motion they just, they just go through the motion it's a, it's a it's a check the block well if i do things you know and especially to to work their way into god's favor or to work to um go to heaven or to keep in god's good graces right which by the way we don't need a work to to do that by the way okay works are let me just say uh a fruit of of salvation not some not not to earn anything from god okay that's that, that's not the way things work Okay, so now let me let me just uh, scroll down through my Twitter feed. I'm just talking from really from the heart tonight, honestly. Um, let's see. So so this person down here, right here, there we go. It's Greg Gordon, right? And I agree with what he said. Obviously, you see, he said yes. Uh, God sent revival in Asbury, which I completely agree. All right, it was not through anybody's ministry, any person's one style, right? Any any one specific preacher or live stream or what have you, right? It, it wasn't, the, you know. And he's talking about here. I've seen several uh, famous ministry leaders uh, throw water on his fire, and I've seen it. I just showed you one, and and I wrote here. I tweeted this out that ex that exactly God moves how he how and where he wants. Right, the same people condemning this revival are the same people that shout about the sovereignty of God. Right, right. God is sovereign. Uh, um, another, you know, even He chooses who's who's going to be saved, who's not going to be saved, even going that far. Right. Um, but I said, they're fine with the sovereignty of God until God acts sovereignly. Let, let me repeat that. A lot of these critics are fine with the sovereignty of God as they define it, by the way. But until God actually moves sovereignly. Did you catch that? Because God is going to move where he wants, how he wants. And I'm going to most of the time, it's not going to be like we expected it to happen. Because God is going to move how he wants to move. I guarantee, I guarantee Peter, in the beginning of Acts, on the day of Pentecost, preaching to a Jewish audience was like nothing anybody had ever seen before. It was like nothing anybody had heard before, right? We didn't have street preachers, per se, back in that day. But I guarantee it. I mean, think about it. They walked out of the upper room. And, and people condemned them. God moved upon them. The fire of God fell upon them. Revival fell. And, and what's the first thing that happens? Condemnation. These men are drunk. It's not even. It's not even midday, and they're already drunk on wine. Right. And, and what was the reaction? What was, what was the proper response? No, these men are not drunk on wine. They are drunk in the Holy Spirit. 
So so immediately, as usual, when the revival kicks off, revive you know, the critics are gonna come out in force. The wolves are gonna come out. People are gonna dig up dirt wherever they can find it, whether it's true, whether it's not, by the way. Okay. Let me let me say that one more time. Whether it's true or whether it's not true, they're gonna dig up they're gonna dig up dirt. They're gonna they're gonna find that that splinter to 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 say look look how wrong that is people are not worshiping look at the I mean I've seen this and by the way firsthand people condemning the worship songs they're singing now I now I'm not gonna condemn worship songs okay I'm gonna be upfront with you right now so so this may earn me an unsubscribe or unfollow but I really don't care right I I, I don't agree with with Bethel of doc, the the doctrine of Bethel Church itself. But I love the worship music. Okay, I don't agree that Elevation Worship would charge $800 um, a ticket to go see them. But I love their music. Why? Because it's still authentic music. Why? Because God can move through whomever he wants to move through, however he wants to move through. If God can, can move through a talking donk, through a donkey, right, then God will move through anybody he wants regardless. All right, regardless. He's done all through our history. God, God moved through through Nebuchadnezzar, right? But you know, we see where Nebuchadnezzar wasn't a good guy, right? God moved through Cyrus, but we see where, where Cyrus was a was a pride filled guy. But yeah, God moved through Cyrus to bring the Jewish people back to their homeland after after the um after they got kicked out the first time after they went the first captivity. What, what I'm trying to get at, right, is God will do what he wants to do and how he wants to do it. Right? And just because it doesn't line up with how we like it doesn't mean it violates scripture. Okay. Just because we don't hear the gospel messages, we like to hear it or, or, or we don't, the gospel isn't being preached when we wanted to preach people to preach it. Doesn't mean it's against the Bible. Doesn't, doesn't because maybe things may not be word for word. Doesn't mean it's against the Bible. Doesn't mean it's anti-scriptural. Doesn't mean any of these things. It simply means that people want to keep God in a box and then they want God to quote unquote move sovereignly, yet only when it makes them comfortable, only in a way that doesn't disrupt their lives, only with a way in a way that doesn't make them look like a fool to the world. Yet that's exactly what happens when God moves in a person's life. They become a fool to the world every time. And, and we should be rejoicing over that. Right now, look at me. I, I'm a fool to the world. The world doesn't recognize me anymore. The world hates me. It says all evil things about me. God, Jesus said those things, right? On the Sermon on the Mount, rejoice when this happens. It's a mark of your salvation. It's a mark of your right standing with God. It's a mark of the fire of God upon your very life. But people don't want that. Why? Because it makes them uncomfortable. It's not, it may, may be different reasons, maybe different, you know, maybe they grew up a certain way, right? They grew up in a certain tradition, right? That they grew up in cessationism, right? Um, um, what 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 have you? Or maybe they they were once believed in, in the gifts and, and they were part of the charismatic movement, right? But something happened, right? But now now they threw out the baby with the bathwater, right? Which is by the way always a very unhealthy practice. By the way, let me just remind you: the link is there if you want to join the live stream. All right, you don't have to go on camera. All right, you can actually turn the camera off. But if you want, if you want your, if you don't think I'm right. Or, or you got very well input or you got questions you would like to ask. And I find that when we're speaking people versus in a chat, um, it gives you the, it gives us the opportunity to, to dialogue and, and put aside any, any, um, 
misconceptions or wrong wrong interpretations of, of how we say because then the chat's kind of hard to get context so just putting it giving you the opportunity to join the live stream um if you would like to weigh in on this for any reason whatsoever like like i was saying god is going to move right richard richard is absolutely correct right he says that a god won't fit in our box correct absolutely okay there's no box that god is going to fit in in fact in fact let me just say god is not going to come where he's not welcome so if we say, God, we love you, we worship you, whatever, right? But God, oh, wait, 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 wait. Sorry, um, I got to get to the uh, Golden Corral. Or or I don't believe that that people should speak in tongues. I, I don't believe in that. It's gibberish. It's, you know, by the way, which people should be very careful when they say that kind of thing. Because they're getting very close to blasphemy of the Holy Spirit, by the way. Chung is, I don't believe in all that. Then God, and, it, and then it happens. You know what I'm saying? You know, there's there's been many a cessationist out there, praise God, who who has who had who has been baptized by the Holy Spirit. Uh they were searching for truth, mind you. And they got it, and they're like, What is this? They speak in tongues now. Not that it's the one sign of, of, of baptism of the Holy Spirit, but it's happened. But but God is not gonna come where he's not welcome. You say, Well, God will move where he wants. You you just said that. Yeah, I did say that. Where he wants, but he's not going to go where he's not wanted. So why 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 did why is he moving so strong and powerfully at Asbury and other revivals breaking out across the nation, which I which I prophesied about a couple of days ago. I call it college campuses and more. Why is this happening? Because they want God. He's welcome. They're hungering after God. They they may not have a perfect understanding of it, and that's fine. We don't need a perfect understanding for God to move in our life. Okay, we don't need to have theologians. We, we we don't have to be be pastors or whatever else. God God will move when He's wanted. We we just maybe 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 it's a just we just know we need more. Maybe maybe we realize we've we've we're missing something in our lives. Okay, however however that plays out, the point is God is wanted there, and so He's going to show up. God will always show up where He's wanted, though. So now He's not going to show up where He's not welcome. Okay, he's never done that anywhere in the Bible. God left the nation of Israel because he wasn't welcome there. God left Samson. Why? Because Samson he didn't welcome God anymore. God is not going to go. God wasn't welcome in the second temple period. That's why he never filled the second temple with glory. He wasn't want, He wasn't welcome there. No, no. The Pharisees that are out today flocking, gibbering and jabbering against this revival and revival in general. Right, are the same Pharisees in the day of Jesus who 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 kicked God out? Oh, they thought they were doing the right thing, right? They, they thought, oh, we're reading the scriptures, we're teaching the scripture, we're, we're making sure people obey the law, going to synagogue, so on and so forth. But did God, did His Spirit and presence ever fill the second temple up? Well, there's no recording of it actually ever happened. Did you know that? There's not a single recording. There's not a single recording. Um, anywhere that God actually filled the temple, can right? Oh, sorry, I forgot to uh, let me silence my phone. I forgot to do that. Is it notification went off? It's gonna be very distracting. Anyway, so 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 he didn't show up, right? Because the Pharisees said no. This right here. This is how things should be. God didn't say that's how they should be, right? God God never intended for the oral law. Right or a fence around the Torah, 
right? Or a box, if you will. And so God didn't show up. The presence of God didn't show up until Jesus showed up. And Jesus went and stayed with those who, he went to everybody, mind you, but he hung out with those who, who welcomed him, by the way. Those, those, those who traveled and sought after Jesus wherever he traveled to were those who sought him. But, but notice it was the religious crowd, the religious right, the religious people who thought they, were, they had it all right. They didn't follow Jesus, did they? No, they condemned him. I guarantee the very same people condemning this current revival going on, revival in general. Jesus showed up, they would cry, crucify him right now. See, those are strong words. That's exactly, but I'm, I'm trying to show you the parallels between what's ha what happened in scripture, right? Because, oh, well, show me chapter and verse, show scripture, fair enough, fair enough. I'm the same person. Believe me, I'm the same guy. You, you tell me you believe something biblical, well, show me this chapter and verse, and I'm, I'm cool with that. So I'm trying to show you that God isn't going to show up to places he's not welcomed to, okay? He's not going to show up to that to that church where he's not welcomed who don't believe that the gifts and callings of the Spirit are for today, which, which is very sad, and, and it's very grievous to me, right? And let me just point out one more time. I'm not the type of person to want to criticize. I'm not the type of person who wants to call people out. By the way, don't forget the link is in the comments for you to join the live stream. Your input of any kind, your critiques, your skepticisms, your, your questions, your general comments, go ahead, click on that. Click, click on the link and join the live stream. You don't have to uh, join with video, just audio only. Don't be afraid. All right? All right. There's no heroes here. There's no superstars here on my show. We're just all regular people. Anyway, it, it shouldn't be this way. Right? And I don't want to see division within the body of Christ. That's the very last thing I want to see. Let me, let me point that out quick. I don't want to see that. But but what this is turning into, and though it shouldn't be, is cessationism or cessationists versus continuationism slash continuationists. It shouldn't be that way, but that's what's happening right now. And, and you know that those who are doing it, unfortunately, who are proponents of this are on the cessationist side of the of the line. Think about that for a second. So 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 we we may get things wrong, right? Charismatics, continuationists, whatever you want to call it. I am not hung up on terms. We, 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 you know, but we hunger after God, right? We, we hunger. I'm not talking about things are that are blatantly just false, like um, the physics of heaven kind of trips to heaven. You know, you can go to heaven when you want kind of nonsense. You know, that's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about stuff that that is is is, is maybe out of order, like speaking in tongues without an interpreter's present in, in a church service, right? First Corinthians 14 talks about this, how, how it should be done in an orderly manner. But if it's not, is it really salvific? No, it's people hungering after God. Amen? For instance, just, just using an example. It's people hungering after God. I'm okay with that because people are hungering after God. I, I'm okay with that. But but the, the people that are condemning Asbury Revival for the way they worship or the songs they sing, well, is some of it wrong? I I don't know specifically, okay? Because I, I, I've been paying close attention, but I'm not paying that close of attention enough to critique things. Because right? I'm not trying to because I know what God's doing. I've seen what he's doing, and I know what God's telling me. But, but the point I, I'm trying to make is... Is, is this is 
unfair. And God, and it's the cessationists that are being the nasty ones. I mean, think, think, think about that for a second. Let's just let that one sink in there. Right? The people who deny the scriptures, right? The, the people who shout and scream sufficiency of scripture all day long, right? And, and by the way, I'm on board with the sufficiency of scripture. I, I'm, I'm definitely on board with that. Why? Because everything we know and learn and practice today, right? Scripture is a foundation for. But I'm not okay when it turns into all we need to do is read the scripture to hear from God. I'm not okay with that because the Bible tells me different. Right? And, and I'm a charismatic because not of an experience, but because the Bible tells me about it. And since the Bible tells me about it, I don't deny scripture. So therefore, those who deny these very things deny scripture. Right? And, and these become the nastiest of people. I want you, have you ever figured that out? Have you ever made that connection? Now, like I said, I'm not attacking certain people. I'm just this just now I'm not saying across the board, like all the time, mind you. Hear my heart on this. But but the people being nasty and and critical of this revival going out are those who are cessationists. Why why is that? I, I don't well, perhaps because they deny scripture. Yeah, maybe, maybe, maybe they really truly need to say, I need to let scripture penetrate me and believe it. And read it as is and not trying to jump through theological circles and, and, and loopholes and, and, and theological and doctrinal backflips to try to, to try to make uh, scripture mean what it doesn't actually ever say that it means. But it shouldn't be turning into this, right? But it is. It is. And, and, and let me tell you, that's what revival is going to bring, though. It's going to bring division. That's right, because people don't like the fire of God. They love, they say they love God, but they're only paying Him lip service. I said in the beginning when I showed you from uh, Twitter, right? People just go through the motions, or, or in other words, it's just dead people. It's with the same people critiquing this. I think I, I tweeted this out. I may have put it on my Facebook page. I can't remember, right? Like they have the this this they're pointing out. These splinters, right? So-and-so shows says they're going to show up, or they did that, right? But they got massive, huge planks, plural, in their own eyes, right? In other words, they, they go to church. It's a dead service, right? Like, they're, they're, you know, there's people within that church living in sin, right? A lot of times it's the pastor himself and pastors that are living in sin, right? But they don't say anything about that. They don't confront that. But but you know, let, me, let me tell you that judgment begins where? Judgment begins in the house of God. That's where judgment begins. It begins in the house of God. Let me let me see if I could bring up that, that tweet I put out or retweet, whatever it was. Uh let me see here. Ah, yeah, here it is right here. Let me let me let me blow it up for you. So I, so, I, so I tweeted this out earlier. It says that the critics will do their due diligence and dig up any dirt to discredit. Or they will point out the splinters in revivals while having planks in their own eyes. I'm 100% sure there are plenty in their congregations and pulpits that are living in sin. Yet, they won't confront the sin in their own house first. Judgment begins in the house of God. 
That's what revival is. All right, pay close attention. When people answer the judgment of God with repentance, that's why the critics won't experience revival. That's exactly when, when God says, hey, you need to clean your mess up. You need to clean your life up. Right? It needs to get clean. You need to come before me. Right? You, you, your life is, is wrong. You think it's right, but it's really wrong. It's God's judgment. God's judgment isn't uh, um, you know, <clears throat> fire and brimstone. Uh, that's wrath. Okay, that's, that's completely different. That is judgment. Is 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 what conviction? His judgment is conviction. Not all the time, mind you. Yes, he'll condemn things, and that's his judgment as well. But conviction in the lives of believers—that's how his judgment manifests in the life of a believer. And I say a believer because we we can be Christians yet need revival, right? We we can let the fire go out. We could just be going through the motions to be saved. We're still going to heaven, right? doesn't mean we apostatized necessarily, but the fire went out. And God shows up, right? And, and instead of rejecting the judgment of God, instead of rejecting the conviction of God, people answer it. How do people answer the conviction of God? Simple. Repentance. That's how they, that's how they answer it. In other words, they, they, it's from the heart. Now, when I say repentance, it doesn't mean it has to look X, Y, and Z, and you have to say X, Y, Z words and go and through the no, no, that's not it's the heart that matters, and it's people's hearts, people's hearts, posture of humility before the almighty holy God, right? The God that our God that is an all-consuming fire, and they answer him, and their lives are forever changed and forever marked that will impact their lives for decades to come. That will impact their generation for generations to come. That is what that looks like. How do I know that? Now, I just saw this the other day. And I know I'm going to get, I'm not going to have perfect statistics on this, okay? And I'm not the first one to talk about this. And I'm the, John Rivera, who I heard this from, is not the first to, to highlight this, but I, you, you think I'm talking nonsense. Okay, well, the proof is in the pudding, right? Prove it to me. Prove it to me, you say. Okay, so two men born around the same time. So one man, can't remember his name, a criminal. Okay? A criminal. Right? Now we know that back in the day they had large families. It was normal. So his generation after him and generations to follow were people who went to prison, people who worked in brothels, so, so people who were prostitutes, people who were thieves, convicted murderers, that was that gentleman's lineage. That was his influence upon the generation that followed him, his generational line. But then we have a man by the name of Jonathan Edwards. Amen? The first great awakening. A man by the name of Jonathan Edwards. Revival happened, right? He was there. Revival. You want to know what his generational life line looks like? You can look all this up, by the way. I looked at it myself because I was like, who, what? I didn't know. Right? We're talking college professors, lawyers, 
politicians, even a sitting vice president. You can look that up. Now, I didn't know who the vice president was when I looked this up. That's why I looked it up. But a vice president. So think about the difference in generational lines. The difference of what revival can make for generations to come in a person's lineage. How, how you, how me, how other people's generations can be marked. And it re, regardless of the generation that preceded us, hmm? regardless of the generation that preceded a person, when revival hits, things are changed for the better and for the good. I just proved it to you. Generations after Jonathan Edwards, his generational line leads on in a profound way. I mean, think about it. A vice president. So let me use myself as an example. You want to know what my generational line looked like prior to God moving in my life? Drunkards, abusers, child molesters, and worse. It was part of my generational line. Mm -hmm. Adulterers. That's right. Convicted, convicted felons, even. Yet, God moved in my life. So I attributed this all to God. Right? All the glory to God, because I could never dug myself out of this. But he moves in my life. Now things change. Why did it change? Why did it change? Repentance. A move of God came upon my life. Yeah, you would call it personal revival. I'm okay with that. I'm definitely okay with that. Came upon my life. And now things are different. I didn't say things are sunshine and roses and life is easy and now I'm on the yellow brick road, you know, to see the great words of the Vaz or, or something like that. But, but where my family's life was consumed with sin, right? I, I can't point to any one person to in my previous generation that something in their life stood out. Something in their life like college professor, honors, something. I don't know. I can't think of a single thing. How sad is that? How sad is that? Why? Because my family prior to me rejected God. And I'm just using myself as an example while giving all the glory to God as how revival impacts. Think about this. The, Browns, the Brownsville revival back in the 90s, right? Which I, I didn't know about that was happening back then. I wasn't a believer back then. Okay, I had no clue what was going on. I, was in, I, was, I had just joined the Army. Um, but today, missionaries across the world. So, so we're what? Uh, Around about 30 years later. So decades later, missionaries, the fire school of ministry, things like that, people with, with itinerant ministries, people being pastors, people just, just continuing 
unafraid, bold, putting their lives literally in very real danger because revival marked them. God marked their lives. <clears throat> Amen. God marked those under them as well. So, so to be a critic <clears throat> of revival is just to be a critic. To be a skeptic of revival is all that it is. You know, criticism and skepticism are not fruits of the spirit. Being a critic and being a skeptic is not the same as discernment. Discernment is knowing the difference between good and evil, right and wrong, light and dark, life and death. And by the way, discernment is not a spiritual gift. Discerning of spirits is, but discernment itself is for every believer. So to be a critic when God moves and to be a skeptic when God moves is not of God. Is not of God. All these critics out there, all these criticisms out there, just trying to point, well, so-and-so is going to, so-and-so is going to show up. Oh, oh, look at, look at, look at these people um, pushing the LGBTQ plus agenda um, um, during this revival. Well, of course that's going to happen. <clears throat> of course the devil's going to try and hijack things. Of course. It's expected. We're a great move of God is the devil's going to try to come against. <clears throat> Excuse me, how do I know that? The greatest move of God, God in the flesh, Jesus Christ, the devil tried to kill him. As a baby. So, so of course Satan is going to try to show up and, and come against and, and pollute wherever revival is, wherever God shows up. Of course that's going to happen. Of course he's going to send his agents there. Of course, and, and in this age of social media and 24-hour news media and so on and so forth, right, where, where we can blast out information, you know, rapid fire and such, of course it's going to go out there. doesn't make it true. Just because it's out there doesn't make it true. There, you know, right? I mean, come on. The people who call men, biological males who call themselves females, doesn't make it true. They're not a female. Right? There's no such thing as non-binary. You're either male or female, right? People shout all the time as truth, even though there's no truth to it, literally. So just because people say something is true doesn't make it true. Re do the research. Right? The Bible doesn't say to criticize and examine or criticize and be skeptical of. The Bible says to be, to do what? Examine all things. Right to, to discard that which is evil and to hold fast to that which is good in First Thessalonians chapter five. Not discards things that we don't agree with. Oh, they didn't read from my preferred Bible translation. I don't like that worship song and I don't like that worship band. And why are they doing that? <clears throat> well, guess what? That's not discerning anything. It's simply discerning what your opinions are. That's all. And I can discern from those opinions. Well, that's your critic. That's why I can discern from that. We, 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 we need to be humble. God, are you moving here? Let me see. Not sitting back and saying, hey, let me see what's going on here. That's fine. I did it with, with the Asbury Revival. I was like, oh, what's really going on here? Let me see. Let me, let me sit back and watch for a little bit here. Now I see. And I don't have to wait for the end of it 
to judge it. I can judge it right now. It's in, in its midst it, it, while it's in its uh, continuation. I can see. I can discern. Right. Through God speaking to me, coupled with the scriptures, because God still speaks to us today. And it bears witness with 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 my spirit. Right. So if something is of God, our witness, our spirit, right, the Holy Spirit in us should bear witness to it. If it's not of God, then the Holy Spirit in us will be against it. And we will know it for a fact, not because we disagree with it, not because it's not what like we like. And I can tell you assuredly, without shame, that the Spirit in me bears witness that this is a true revival. And that the other revivals breaking out are true revivals breaking out. All assuredly, just as the Lord had me prophesy about. And I'm not trying to puff myself up. I'm just saying the, the spirit in me bears witness to this coupled with scripture. But the critics are going to say, well, show me in scripture this, that. Well, show me in scripture a computer. But, but you'll live stream your service. Show me in scripture um, a cell, a, a smartphone. But you use it anyway. So, so don't try that, that lame uh, straw man arguments. To try to point out, well, it's not in the scriptures. Do you do you use a microphone at church to preach? Yes, you do, most likely. But it's not in scripture. Right? Uh, but you still do it anyways. So so don't try that straw man argument about, well, it's not exactly in scripture. No. Does it glorify God or not? That's 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 the true scriptural test. Is God glorified in this or not? Right? But this is what the critics are gonna do. And I know and I'm talking to you tonight because I want I want to make sure that, that, that none of us get caught up in it. And it's easy. Right? We see something, oh my well, so and so said it wrong. Is it wrong? I think it's wrong. Oh my gosh, it could be wrong. Maybe I misspoke about this. I went through, I get it, believe me. I am I'm <laughs> I'm not speaking for my horse. I want to make sure none of us get caught up in this. All right. I want to make sure that none of us fall prey to this. All right. Let's be good stewards of this revival. Let's be people who are willing to be a catalyst for revival in our own lives and wherever we're at, in our own churches, right? In our own cities, in our own college campuses, in our own workplaces, wherever that may be. Let's welcome God there and say, God, you move how you move, right? I don't know. That might be recorded somewhere when we were taught how to pray, right? God, your kingdom come. Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Wait a minute. We actually pray for God's will to be done and not our will? Huh? Like Jesus actually taught us to pray that way. So if you're a critic out there, then that's what I urge you to pray. God, not my will, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. I urge you to pray that way. I'm not sure you've read the, the Our Father prayers, some people call it. 
numerous times, probably recited it in your church a number of times. Okay. But you don't apply it. You don't apply the whole, your will be done, almighty God. Think about that. Bring it before God. Right? I'm sure I'm going to throw grace out there, right? I'm sure if you're a critic and skeptic listening right now, that that you pray just like I pray. Maybe different styles, but what I'm saying is you pray. Right? I'm sure of that. Right? I'm sure you're a praying person. That being so, well, take that part. Take that part of where Jesus taught us how to pray. Hmm? Just, just, I'm going to throw this out there. I'm going to throw you, I'm going to throw this out there. I'm going to be bold here, right? When, when, when he said, God, your will be done. Show me if the gifts of the Spirit are true. Show me if tongues are real. Show me if prophecy are real. Let your will be done. If it's false, then no fall flat in my life. But Lord, I want it. I want, the, I just want your truth. I just want your will to be done. Pray that way. Go ahead. Be bold, right? You're bold enough to go out there and criticize people. You're, you're, you're bold enough to call how, how wrong others are. Well, let God examine your heart to, to see if you, you're truly right. Cry out like the psalmist cried out. Right? Examine my heart. See if there's any waywardness in me. See if there's anything wrong beliefs in me. See if my doctrine and my theology is off, Lord. Examine it. Let your will be done. Show me your will in this. And you know what? If you have a true, humble heart posture, I guarantee you what's going to happen to you. Guaranteed. 100% Pastor David guaranteed. And my stamp on it, right? Except you don't get money back. But my guarantee is God is going to move. God is going to show up in your life if you're willing. That's what's going to happen. How that's going to manifest, how, how that's going to show up, I don't know. Hey, you can start blurting out <laughs> in, the prayer in the prayer language of tongues. I don't know. You may you may start prophesying. Who knows? I don't know. Maybe maybe you'll give your your wife or her husband a, a word of knowledge. You know, or a friend. All of a sudden, you may get the urge. Hey, okay. Hey, Joe. Hey, uh, I don't know what this is. I don't quite know what this is, but you want to get this job. You've been looking at this specific job, and God wants me to tell you. And your friend Joe is going to be like, what? I didn't tell anybody about that. All I know is God's going to show up. You pray, you pray, you know, similarly to what I just said, God's going to show up. Be ready for it. Be ready for it. I'm going to end with that. So I didn't see any questions. I didn't see any comments or saw some comments. But I didn't see any questions or criticisms. Nobody decided to hop on the live stream. Um, so I put the link out there. So I'm going to try to do that more often. I'm going to try to put the <clears throat> link for people to jo to join um, some, not all, but some of my live streams. Um, that way, you know, we can get it open the door. Whether you agree with me, whether you disagree with me, it doesn't matter. But at least I'm trying to open the door for dialogue. Right? I'm, I'm opening the door uh, to show you the love of God and be willing to uh, dialogue with you about things. So that's what I'm trying to do. So thank you for watching. Thanks you, Richard, my friend, my very good friend for staying up <laughs> and watching me. He said, he said, uh, uh, right here. Uh, let's see. Yeah. He said, I'm normally sleeping by now, but you piqued my interest. So 
Yeah, I'll take the blame for you staying up and not getting enough sleep tonight, then. I'll, I'll take the blame for that, gladly. Anyways, thank you, everybody, for watching um, this very special episode of Restoring Your Voice. Go ahead, click that like button wherever you're at. Share, share this uh, show to whatever social media platform you have. Uh, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, doesn't matter. Probably missed a couple there. Anyways, be blessed, everybody. All right. Um, I'll be, I'm out for tonight. Jesus, and we don't care.